Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet former reporter Jannie Scott, senior editor at National Review Michael Brendan Doherty, and director, producer, and writer Aaron Lee Carr. Each of these authors wrote and read their audiobooks in order to explore the deeply personal and often complex histories that they shared with their fathers. Plus, hear why one female author would actually cast a male actor to record her audiobook. Enjoy. Hi, this is Janie Scott. I'm in the studio in New York City recording the audio version of my new book, The Beneficiary. I wrote this book, which I sometimes call a memoir of sorts, in part because I'd known for years that I was sitting on some great material. I'd grown up in an extremely rarefied setting, which I'd left behind after college, and the story of which I was never particularly interested to explore. I had also been puzzled for years by my father and, in later years, by how his seemingly charmed life had come to such a a sad and, to me, bewildering end. And then finally, I'd worked as a newspaper reporter for 30 years, and I was interested to see if I could challenge myself in a new way with material that was both complicated and emotionally powerful for me. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be a revelation. I'd never thought about what it was like to do this or what went into it, and I was thoroughly charmed and fascinated by both the discipline of it as well as the collaborative quality, which, in contrast to the solitude of writing, is enormously refreshing. There were a number of words I discovered that I had written that I had no idea how to pronounce. One, for example, was an obscure part of an umbrella called a feral, which is spelled F-E-R-R-U-L-E, but turns out to be pronounced like an animal as it's gone wild. And the word domain, which is a slightly archaic word, which applied in this context, spelled D-E-M-E-S-N-E, which I think for my entire life since I first encountered that word, I would have said it was pronounced demean, but of course it's not. It never occurred to me that I might be able to narrate my own book. I assumed I would be entirely incompetent. But the thing that appeals to me about it in the case of this kind of a book is the idea that the listener will hear the voice of the actual person who experienced these things and who wrote about them, rather than an actor who is assuming a persona that may or may not be correct. I can't imagine who my dream narrator would be, but off the top of my head, if a man could read a book narrated by a a woman, how about Mark Rylance? I would be really interested to see what he would do with my story. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was the Hilary Mantel trilogy about Thomas Cromwell. It was thoroughly engrossing from the moment it began until three books later it ended. I was just amazed by the way it was possible to get a handle on Thomas Cromwell as a character really brought to life by the reading of it. I just was utterly hooked. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is probably in the car. In fact, I was thinking about this this weekend, that driving is something that you can do while paying full attention to a book, whereas you can't 
drive and pay full attention to all sorts of other things because they're somehow distracting. But somehow the mental state of driving works well with the mental state of being utterly immersed in someone's narration. Hi, this is Michael Brendan Doherty. I started thinking about the ideas in this book when my wife was pregnant with our first child in 2014. My father had relayed to me through my half-sisters that I would probably start to get into the roots, into my Irish heritage. And one morning, I was listening to RTE Radio, a podcast, and I heard Ireland's former Taoiseach, John Bruton, talk about the Easter Rising, Ireland's kind of great moment in 1916, in pejorative terms. He was giving a revisionist view, and I felt myself strongly reacting against him. And I realized that over my lifetime, the attitudes of the Irish toward their history and my own attitudes toward my Irish father mysteriously seemed to parallel each other. Continuing romance through difficulty in the 1980s and then disillusion in the 1990s. And I was coming back to my father, and I thought it would be fun to write a book about nationalism, in this case Irish nationalism, that was completely from the heart. You know, not a typical book of political analysis or anything like that. Just showing what, in one person's story, the appeal of nationalist ideas and history could have. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be cathartic. There's a section in my book where I talk about my mother's letters to my father and how each of them has in it a kind of elaborate performance. She was writing to him in Ireland on behalf of me, her son, and her letters had this pattern as I was reading them as an adult. She would give him the news about me. Then she would lay into him with everything he had done wrong, how everything in his last letter was inadequate to her and to me. And then the letters would change and open up to him. And I found that writing this book, I was doing the exact same thing. And just emotionally, that it was powerful for me to read my own letters to him and in a sense, make this intensely intimate gesture public. I talk about how sometimes in life, little sacrifices we make are rewarded with this superabundance in return. And when I found out about the little sacrifices my father made on my behalf, something like this gesture started to make sense. I realized I had trouble pronouncing anesthetizing, Sometimes I was pronouncing it anesthetizing. And I was very grateful for my director, Robert, for intervening as he did. I also got a little help on some of the Irish phrases, which are still pronounced with the skill of an early learner, an amateur, from my Irish teacher, Sam O'Ferry. I'm excited about the two climaxes of the book, one of them in the middle, the fourth letter or fourth chapter 
and then the final seventh one, where I think a little bit of the emotion of the book really betrays itself in my voice. I couldn't help it. I was authentically moved reading these events about my mother and my father. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Ed Burns, kind of Irish-American actor. He did The Brothers McMullen in the 1990s. I think he would understand the fundamental tension in the book between an Irish Catholic upbringing and then a message from the broader culture saying, do what you want. I think he's talked about that in some interviews. So I think he'd be perfect. Hi, this is Aaron Lee Carr. The night that my father died, I went to a friend's house and got drunk. And I opened up my email, and I really wanted to find this one email he wrote me when I had turned 25. It was called A Birthday Thought. And I made my friend Rana read it out loud to me. And I just basically felt really soothed by it. I felt soothed hearing my dad. Now that I could no longer have access to his voice in the present, I wanted to hear his words. And so in terms of what motivated, I really wanted to honor my dad's legacy. He was a reporter for the New York Times. He wrote an incredible memoir, The Night of the Gun. But I wanted to add to the canon. I thought it was a good story, and I think it you know, it deserved talking about. I think that if I thought back and meditated on what the last three days have felt like, it really felt like a mixture. You know, it's like some painful stuff, and it it feels weird to cry in a box and be like, can I get through this next take? Can I not? But they also, I think, made me understand my dad's words in a different way by reading them out loud. It was a really kind of magical experience. I'm sure everyone says that recording their audiobook was more difficult than what they imagined. <laughs> Anybody who comes in here is like, that was easy, let's go. Like, I think that person's a loon. No, it was incredibly challenging and technically very difficult. And you just start sweating, and every shirt I wore for the past three days are now, like, need to be dry cleaned. There's a word called vermilitude. <laughs> Ver- vermilitude. What is it called? Vermilitude? Vermilitude. We had a hard time with that one, me and Karen and Maureen, but it wasn't just me. We all had a hard time with that word. When I think about what feels exciting for people who are experiencing this book through the audio version, my mind conjures up kind of like, you know, the emails, but also, like, my sort of descent into alcohol addiction. And it went through many incarnations. And I think it's, like, an interesting way to listen to a story is through an audio story. So it's just, like, I think it maybe it sort of flows. And you can just sort of listen to it get worse and get a little worse and get a little worse. And if I was somebody in listening, I'd be like, so when is it going to stop? What's going to happen? When are you going to stop doing this? I think that it'll be interesting that at some point it will stop, thank God. And I think that that's a sort of an interesting thing to listen to. I hope. I mean, I hope it's interesting. Who knows? So I love audiobooks. I love showering while I'm listening to audiobooks. You know, really normal stuff. 
I love being on the subway and listening to audiobooks. I love ignoring people and listening to audiobooks. So I'm just listening to The Merchants of Truth, which is Jill Abramson's book, and it's narrated by January Lavoie. Brave Not Perfect. You know, I think that's a really fun, good thing to listen to as you, like, think about, like, what are the things that are holding you back in your sort of femininity and, like, your mischaracterizations of that. I love Gabby Dunn's book, Bad With Money, because I am bad with money and I want to get better at money. I don't know. I could talk 20 minutes about all these books. I just love them. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com backslash next listen.